What's up, everybody? Welcome to TGIF Pod. I am your host, Ryan. I'm here with my other two co-hosts, one being Megastar Mark. I'm back. I'm ready to talk about some, some, you know, theater. Some theater. Are we all feeling very cultured today? I can't wait. And also here, our other co-host, Killergreg17. Hey, out. Taking a drink while I'm trying to introduce you. Yeah. I was looking. I saw. I'm, I'm drinking out of my commemorative <laughs> WWE. Oh, cup. look at that! I don't know where I got this from, but oh, most somewhere. of them are still there. Well, that's actually what I was because this is what you saw, right? Okay, and Sasha's like, gone. You know, Sasha's gone, and Biggie's yeah. been hurt for a while. Yeah, we also got like we. Oh no, Randy's. Randy's gone. hurt. We got, yeah. we got. We got. Dean, look at, look at that mug. Wow. Look at Dean. Yeah, that looks like a guy who just itching to bleed. Just <laughs> itching Can't to wait. throw out that wacky clothesline. Put a put a barbed wire thing underneath me. I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are here. Last time we did music. Is that right? Last time we did music. It's been, oh, a, while. been a while. Yeah, I know. It's been a while. A As Stained would say, it's been a while. Yep. Um, we had some delays in recording. This yeah, week. injuries. This episode. I mean, sickness, anyway. Yeah, right. All for my me. Mm-hmm. All for me. That's not right. true. No, I was I was the one who canceled on us. Oh, two you canceled one too. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Mark, what well, are you it doing? Was more Why like, are you so available? I Mark got space aid, so I gotta go. Conveniently uh, gave me an out that day. He yeah. was like, "Are we recording tonight?" I was like, "I'm not feeling good." <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, we're not. Absolutely not. No, we're not. All right. This time on the show, we're doing school plays. Mm-hmm. Which have you ever been in a school play? Let's start oh, yeah. there. I mean, I or any play, I guess. Plays. I don't know. Do people do still do plays when they're adults? I did like stuff with the. Actors? I did like the stage crew. I was like Balky, like that. That's what I did in like high school. I I knew a lot of people who were in the play, so I was play adjacent. But uh, I wasn't actually involved in them, other than like you know cleaning up the sets and shit. But I don't. It was kind of fun. Yeah. You get to clean up after the real talent. Yeah, right. That's all I was. I was just like, I'm like Dobby. I'm just just moving all you this. The, I'm adjacent to everybody else who's more popular and talented than I am. The the <laughs> theater kid version of a janitor. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, you ever been in a play? You act. You're an actor or a director. Um, you're more of a director. I uh, I was. Yeah. Um, okay. I did Jesus Christ, I superstar! Mm-hmm. I wish that's, that's a, a banger play. That's banger. a banger. Well, we know banger we know play. Greg was in Cats, and we know who he was in Cats. Cats. Yep, that was uh, <laughs> right. We did talk about this. Skimble Shanks the railway cat. Skimble Shanks the cat. <laughs> that could be any cat. I mean, yeah, come on. right? But Skimble Shanks, that, that's, that's your time. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. where you want to be. That was um, locked. Yeah, I did. Um, I did a lot of youth theater, mm-hmm. and okay. then you know, eighth slash ninth ish grade, you got. I got that like teenage angst of not wanting to be like looked at by anyone Mm, sure so i got like mega self-conscious about it but okay um yeah and you know like i did things like not that it's much you know as mark was in it we did that movie when i was in college right i did a couple plays in college too like as part of classes Um, wow and i don't know now that i'm an adult and i'm confident in myself again i feel like I would do it again, actually. Wow. But I also haven't done that type of thing in public. I haven't sang in public outside of drunken karaoke in 20 years. So who knows, you know? Mm. Um, but I don't know. I, I actually find it kind of interesting. The um, Around here, there was 
a um, relatively good theater program in the Spa State Park, the homemade oh, yeah. theater. Right. Yeah. Um, and I used to go to a lot of their stuff, and I every now and then I would get the itch. I can and see then you doing they that. They got kicked out of that theater, and they went to the old library. Mm. And now they're in a mall, and now no one cares. <laughs> now they're in a mall, just like anything in a mall. Yeah. Nobody cares. They actually so like they were they were like theater, they were like a um, community theater kind yeah. of, mm. but they actually were like the only community theater in America that had paid staff. Oh wow. Um, wow. Which you know sounds great until they don't they don't have any money to pay their staff, yeah. which is what happened to them during COVID. Mm. So, um, oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like the whole community theater aspect or theater in general. I mean, oh, Broadway shut down. Um, how much of a hit, like just monetary hit, that whole industry took? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. Still, still recovering too. Yeah. But I um I did have this like. I, I don't know. I have this like revitalization of an interest in theater post COVID. Um, like I'm, I know this, this is like, this is like proclaiming that you like Harry Potter, but uh, I went real fucking hard on Hamilton. Mm-hmm. It's great. So, I, there's nothing wrong with Hamilton. Yeah. So like, I like, it. I like the king. That. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. Hamilton oh, yeah, is the king. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I went really hard on that. And then after that, I, I, I don't know. I've just been really into it lately. Yeah. So um yeah has what's uh what's a broadway play you've seen that you really like got any hamilton uh, um besides hamilton i, I saw Mule. to kill a mockingbird recently um it wasn't on broadway it was local you know like they do it on broadway they were doing it right so it was the aaron sorkin uh script Ooh. with that had uh jeff daniels as atticus finch when it was mm. on broadway um nice. and i think i said this before but when we saw it. It was actually the guy from the Waltons. Oh wow! Really? Okay, like but, uh, the the main one, Jim Bob. I Jim assume. Bob, right? That's what I was gonna say. I wasn't oh, sure wow. if that was right or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. but that was really great. And yeah. you know, like it, it's interesting. Uh, wow, I'm already on a tangent. But you this know, is you would think like this is not a tangent. This what is, is this the right? What's the leeway you have there? Mm-hmm. But like while it was still the classic movies or you know classic book slash play or whatever it definitely felt like an aaron sorkin joint so like yeah um it was cool it was like a cool melding of uh, you know people and stuff like that because to kill a mockingbird is one of my favorite books of all time also yeah yeah and the movie is fantastic i mean yeah technically i'm named after (laughs) atticus finch (laughs) technically how so Atticus Atticus Finch is my dad's like favorite literary character. Yeah. And when they my parents were gonna have me, they were like, Well, they were trying to think of names. They were like, Well, what what can we name it? My dad was like, We can name Atticus. And my mom was like, We're not naming our kid Atticus. And he was like, Well, Gregory Peck played Atticus. Oh, so we could go man. with Gregory. And my mom was like, All right, that's fine, I guess. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Can we, can we stop having this conversation as, now? As long as he's good at soccer, because I don't yeah, want to be stuck at games. That's all that As long as he's good at soccer. <laughs> what so, was the quote? What was the quote when she was videotaping you playing soccer? Please don't make me come to any more of these. He stinks. Come to any more of these. He stinks. So, 
just uh, touch on the Broadway thing. So I've been to a lot of Broadway play. Like my wife very much into musicals. So we've yeah. seen a lot. We've seen, you know, we've yeah. seen Rent. We've seen the producers. We've seen um, Wicked a bunch of times. The last time we went, which was actually like kind of right after it resumed after uh, COVID, my brother in high school dated a guy who is the choreographer for Beetlejuice on Broadway. Wow. And we still kept in touch after the breakup. He was still like like Facebook friends, but I mentioned to him that I was going to be down there and I didn't know he was involved at all. I just knew he was Mm. in the city. Like, let's meet up. Let's, you know, because we talked all the time. He's like, and I love him because it was so subtle. He was like, actually kind of involved in this one play. I'm like, oh, (laughs) like in my mind, I'm like, what do you do? Like, you know, like something simple, like do you sell tickets or like, what do you do? It's like, oh, I'm the main choreographer for Beetlejuice. So I'm like, oh shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I, all I could think of was like, oh, my brother really fucked that one up. <laughs> Should have hung on to that guy. <laughs> but we went down and we met him after the show. Really fun. It was, it was actually a really, I guess it's coming up here to upstate New York next year. Nice. Um, I hear it's awesome. It is awesome. The girl who played it, she was, she's in a Netflix show now. Um, Sophie Ann Caruso, I think is her name. Uh, and she played um, Lydia. I have, I mean, like I said, I've seen a lot of plays. I've seen a lot of musicals. She was by far the best I've ever seen in person of wow. any doing any role. She was, but she's the type of person who immediately started singing. And you're like, this kid, this is a star. You know, that we, you know, we're all wrestling fans. You know, the it factor. Mm. She's got it. And like, and and she's like 19 when I saw her. So she's going to be huge. Wow. She's going to be a huge actress very shortly. I think, like I said, she's already in that Netflix show. So I think it's only a matter of time, but um, it was a cool experience. It was definitely cool. And I like, I always like going to Broadway shows, something different about, yeah. them, you know, just, just a cool experience. hundred percent. I remember going to see wicked and be like, I don't give a fuck about this shit. And then at the end I'll be like, that was fucking great. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> you got me. You got me, Broadway. The best overall show I've ever seen. Wow. Like if you take it acting and like the stage the singing, performance, the songs. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. They got me. I, right. I was like, no way. I don't give a yeah. shit. I'm taking a nap. There's nice air conditioning in here. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> By the end, I was like, damn, I want to see that again. That Were you super good. excited about the dragon when it came out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never said my play experience, which was not, uh, it was sets, not design. Yeah. But we, uh, in high school, there was a play where the, they had these sets that rotated. And I was one of the people that carried the stuff in and helped <laughs> rotate. Them yeah, right. During the play, which was fun. Because mm-hmm. like get to, getting to be backstage at a, at a theater is just fun. Like, it is cool to see how it's all, I mean, wow. granted, very small yeah. scale, but to see how, like, you know, the magic right. happens behind the scene. It was always, yeah, cool. like our theater, our biggest theater here, Proctor's, like being back there. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Like, there's a lot of stuff. Like, they can drive a car in there. Like, wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know they could do that. Oh, real quick. So, we, we, my wife and I went to go see The King and I, and it was at mm. the Lincoln Theater it, because it was going to go to Broadway to a larger theater, but it just opened. It was like a, there's there's a word for it where they do it like before they go to broad. It's not off Broadway, mm-hmm. but it's like it's like a, a a trial run basically. Okay. And Ken Watanabe was in that as what? like the main dude. Yeah, right. Uh, and everybody else, fantastic, great. God bless him. He tried when he sang. Like he was. He gave <laughs> it the old college when he was acting. Phenomenal. Of course he was phenomenal. He's he's always good. Singing well, he tried. So, but it was cool. The reason I. I it, it popped into my mind is they drove a, they had a huge like life-size ship that they sailed wow. in and it looked like it was coming out of the crowd and it was just, it was That's amazing. pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. I actually also really like YouTube videos on 
Broadway drama? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like behind drama. the scenes drama? Things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like for, for things I've never seen and would never care to see. But I just like when they're like really weird and catty. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's great. All right. Are you ready to dive into these episodes? Yes, indeed. Let's start with Boy Meets World. We're back with Boy Meets World. It's been a while, right. Boy Meets World. It has been, yes. It's been a while. We missed you. It's season one, episode 20. The play's the thing. That's going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Corey is given the Wait, lead I'm role sorry. in the school play. I'm already cutting you off. Yeah. Why three out of the four I episodes don't know. were called the play's the yeah. thing? I right. don't know. Is that a, is that a common It's got to be something. It's got to be something. Too. Right. Is, it, there's got to be some sort of reference yeah. to that, but nothing. It's gonna be a Shakespeare thing. Yeah, Weird. it's gotta be something. But three out of four episodes named the play is the thing. What is he whose grief bears such an emphasis? Stop, Mr. Minkus. I answer only to Hamlet. Stop, Mr. Hamlet. Corey is given the lead role in the school play. That's all we get, Disney Plus, for a description. Thanks. That's also kind of the entirety of the episode. Yeah, at least they, their interns it. work hard over there. They, at they didn't Plus. spoil it. Like, what's that one uh, streaming service we use that just spoils the episode in the in the intro? One of them does it, and it's real funny. <laughs> They're like, it you might, don't need to watch this. Yeah. Here's how it ends. It might be Hulu. I don't, yeah, I, don't I think remember. it might be Hulu. Uh, all right. We're going to let out our most agonized groan right now, says Mr. Feeney, because we're going to plan our class play. And then he yells, he just goes, been there, heard that. (laughs) Don't care. We're still doing the fucking play. He says, we're going to do Hamlet. And then he's like trying to sell Hamlet. Like, Hamlet's exciting. You really want to, you really want to be in this play. What fucking middle schooler wants to be in a play? Not many. Not many. Um, Shakespeare. No. Feeney's given out roles to different kids. Topanga gets the role of an insane person. So that fits season one Topanga and beyond. Yeah. Uh, Minkus gets Polonius and he's upset because Polonius only has 48 lines. <laughs> so question real quick. Minkus. Real quick. Well, yeah. Minkus. Like he's not in the later episodes. No. He's not in no. the later seasons. Not no. only is he not in the later seasons, he gets a title card during the intro and Topanga does not. Right. Yeah. Weird. Re- early he, he on. Gets, yeah. yeah. She gets a quick blast at the end during the credits and that's it. Mm-hmm. There is a bit about this because he disappears soon after this. I don't remember what season two, maybe he's gone. And then there's like a bit where he comes back, I think, at the end. And they're like, Minkus, where have you been? When they like graduate eighth grade or something. And he's like, I've been here. I've just been down this hallway that they never go down or whatever. There's like a bit about it when he comes back. And he's in Girl Meets World a bunch. Yes. Like adult Minkus is in Girl Meets Because he has a kid. Like I said, my, my, yeah. yeah, Ev watches that a lot. And I remember seeing that, you know, when when he was growing up. so. So Minkus is back. So, uh, big part of the show, great part of the show early on. Honestly, I I miss, I miss seeing him later yeah. on. I don't know where he would fit in the love triangle shit, but it feels like Boy Meets World has a lot of trouble keeping like ancillary characters around. Yeah, they definitely do because they had the bullies that were really right. prominent for a while, and then they're gone, and then they bring in Adam Scott, right? For a, a little Who's bit there for like a very heavy part of one season, then vanishes, yeah. and then he's gone, and then they, is it Harley the bully? He's 
and then well, the other yeah. the other two guys and then they all disappear and then it's just frankie stacchino for a while right, right. and then he's gone right yeah it's weird they they cycle through these secondary characters but i always thought minkus was good uh Corey's like who am i gonna be and feeney says you'll be hamlet because for five acts he never shuts up because early on Corey is a confident normal kid mm-hmm. and somewhere along the line he gets weirder and weirder and weirder after so many breakups, I mean, yeah. what else can you do with him? Right. Yeah, Eric like... also gets weirder. Like Eric is a normal older brother in this episode, and then gets so gets really dumb, <laughs> really fast, so stupid. Uh, Corey is very excited. He doesn't care about the play. He wants to play mini golf on vacation and beat his parents. That's what he wants. He wants to beat Eric and his mom, who have won like nine years in a row, and Corey's working out in the backyard with his little sister on golf, mini golf. Eric comes out and he's like, look, I'll throw the tournament. If you just give me some money, <laughs> you can win. Give me a couple of bucks for this date. I'm going on. Corey's like, no, what the hell is that? At least I'm his little sister that. didn't swear in this one. <laughs> I love that when she's, <laughs> that was great. Corey gets upset when he works on his role of Hamlet and says, who wrote this crap? Shakespeare. This is ridiculous. Who talks like this? Uh and he's like, Feeney's like, well, well, what would you do to improve the play? And he's like, I, I just make it into Die Hard. Which I enjoyed. I watch it. I like it. Die Hard. Uh Feeney talks about Hamlet and how human it is and how you know what an important role it is and how you should be excited about it. Um and Corey's like, okay, I'll try. Topanga brings out a pair of tights, like a leotard for Corey to wear. And he's like, I'm out. I'm not wearing the tights. I quit. Without me, they're going to have to cancel the play because I'm the star. And Minkus comes in. He's going to try to be Hamlet, and he's terrible. He's absolutely awful. He keeps trying in the hallways, and he just won't break character ever, which is kind of funny. Um, Corey says, I'll come back to the play if I can be Hambo and play it to kill or not to kill as if it's Rambo. <laughs> okay. Weird side story. Weird secondary story. Dad pay gets cut so we can't go on vacation and play mini golf. The district I... manager cut the pay. I, like I, they do tie this back in, but like I definitely thought it was going to be more, yeah, tied in. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like they were not trying too hard on this. <laughs> uh, Corey says, "Do what I do: throw your weight around or just quit." And then he's like. Yeah, that sounds great in theory, but then I can't pay for this house and we can't eat. We're on the streets there, Chief. Yeah, <laughs> and I have three kids. Right. Uh, and then the mom says, the trick to raising 12-year-olds is you just ignore them because it's really getting to his dad. You know, Corey's dad's like, you know, I should stand up for the staff, but I, like, what do I do? Um, 
So it's interesting to see the parents for once do something on the I show. I never knew his job up until this episode. Was he like the owner of a sports store? I thought I thought that's what it was. It's a grocery store, right? But I then, mean, but this one, one, it seems like it's a grocery store. Yeah. Right. Maybe he switches at some point. I thought he was the owner of a sports store. Huh. But yeah, I thought he was too. Maybe I'm maybe I'm making that up. There's got to be like another episode, Sinbad pirate movie or whatever, where Corey and Topanga break up at the sports store. Maybe we're, we'll get to it. Don't worry, we'll get to yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, but I, I thought it was interesting. They got a scene. And it was not a. It was a decent scene with the melon and all that. That was a little weird. <laughs> it was a little weird. Melon. So. Practice talking to your district manager, Bob Williams. Yeah. And so what dad does is smashes the fruit on the ground and then he doesn't clean it up, just goes to bed. Right. Smashed melon on the floor. All I can think about is if I took like produce from my fridge and chucked it on the ground. Like half an hour later, my wife would have woken me up and told me to clean that shit. You can't leave that laying out. Yeah. There's bugs and there might be mice. Like, come on. Yeah. What are you doing? Just leave. Turn the lights off. <laughs> this was that, was, that was the most shocking thing that happened yes, in this episode. Right. What the fuck? Clean up your mess. Uh, back at school, Sean's now got the role of Polonius, and he's excited about it because he gets to kill himself. And he's like, "How do I do it? <laughs> Let's act it out." And he just keeps like stabbing himself and falling down. It's kind of funny. Um, he says to Corey, "Please come back. Minkus is the worst." He's the absolute worst. And my dad's coming to the play. Wow. And this is like the first, I think this is the first time we get a reference to Sean's dad. Right. And Corey's like, your dad? What? He's coming to something? He's like, yeah, he's coming. I need you there so we can do the play. And he says he's having fun. He likes acting. Sean, Sean's, you know, he's a poet later. Yes, that's an right. artist. And he's a writer, I think, when we saw Grobin's World. Yeah. Yeah. He's an artist. Minkus is still always in character and he won't wear his glasses because glasses weren't invented or whatever. <laughs> so he can't see anything, which is a fun little gag. But he's now doing a southern accent, trying to do a southern accent. <laughs> Minkus bringing the heat. He's yeah. doing a lot in this episode. <laughs> he's doing it for me. Minkus. Corey talks to Feeney about how bad everything is and how bad the play is. And please let me come back. He's like, uh, you can come back as a spear carrier <laughs> in the background. He's like, all right, fine. And and Feeney shows Corey how cool Hamlet is and how not it's not boring because, as we know, the guy who plays Feeney is a trained yes actor and did a lot of shit like um, 1776. Did a also a shit ton of Shakespeare and like right. <laughs> like no hesitation, knocks yep. it right out. Yep. Just absolutely kills this part. Yeah doing Hamlet, it's great and he's like see it's not boring and he scares he's literally scares Corey how good he is um and he says i'm no steven seagal but i'm still pretty good yeah. i like it die hard steven seagal rambo uh dad his parents how old is he these are very mature movies yeah right die hard I heard for a 12 well, year old working like overnight at the grocery store. And yeah. Yeah. You really get a feel for over. how absent his father is. In this situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like pretty consistently in the show. I think Corey's parents are pretty shit parents. Yeah. Like more than one episode. Well, yeah. 
I mean, just in this one, they're leaving garbage everywhere. They're like, you yeah, know, threatening garbage. Right. There's a very clear point where like Corey's dad basically says like, oh, I'm just going to risk it all just to risk my entire house and all my family and stuff like that. Just to talk to my boss. See what happens. You know, well, whatever. Yeah. He went and talked to the manager about salary cuts. They had a respectful discussion, but nobody got their money back. Nobody right. got their pay back. It didn't end any. It was <laughs> Nothing happened. Nothing happened. They didn't get Which, fired. They didn't get fired. That is kind of common. I guess. Yeah. He says he didn't want to quit and let everyone down. And Corey's like, like I did when I quit the play. And he's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you, you disappointment. (laughs) Exactly like that. But don't worry. I'm going to set up a mini golf in the backyard so we can do our, our game anyway. This was tacked on. Uh, (laughs) Right. How fucking weird. Yeah. So weird. And then Corey says, I quit quitting. And then we see the play. Which is boring and shitty, and Corey's a spear carry carrier in the background, and he just kind of stands around until like a weird fight breaks out, just and the play ends like the a episode hot mess. ends like a hot mess. Yeah, not the best boy meets world. No, no, it wasn't. No, what what are your thoughts? It's a bummer because I mean I still think these early episodes, even this episode, not being a, the best one, still far superior to anything after like season three mm-hmm. um it's early so i think it's still sort of finding its footing definitely i think season two and three is where boy meets world is genuinely good and then i think it gets pretty shit as they never down. learn how to write for teenagers yeah um yeah this is mostly just a nothing episode to me like the conflict was uninteresting the thing with the dad was uninteresting I thought it was a little fun that, you know, like he came down and was all draped in black and looked like Hamlet when he was talking about it. But even then, as as much as I don't want it to be like cheesy, I thought they could have done a little more Hamlet-y. Sure. Like, fuck mm. it, just recite Hamlet and mm-hmm. change the names. Like, um, I, I mean, know. they could have gone in a direction where they like let the kids do some of the like rewrote the play and we could have seen that die hard. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> Something right. like that could have been fun. And like. And, you know, they mentioned the the big issue that the father seems to have to overcome isn't being like scared or anything to talk to the boss is that he has a temper. Yeah. But like wants to kill Bob Williams. Right. You don't see that. It's like, well, I know you can't talk to him because of your temper. He's like, I'll get over it. Flash forward. Okay, I got over it. (laughs) <laughs> we didn't see him get over and, it and nothing happened by the way so yeah, yeah nothing like, got resolved right like what we needed to see was the actual conversation right where he goes in and his boss is all shitty and like yeah you know he's eating caviar while telling everyone else to cut it mm-hmm. and then you know but like no. we needed that uh we needed that yeah that tell-off moment but it's only 21 minutes how can he <laughs> Right. Yeah, well, that's the, get that that's in there. the thing. Right? But then you like, have the mini golf side plot that definitely could have been cut. There's yeah. no reason for that. Right. I don't. I don't want it to be. I don't. I don't want to see any more of it. Mm. But it did need to be longer <laughs> or more yeah. or something. And then also, yeah, that mini golf thing at the end, like, what? It yeah. it it literally would have been cheaper to drive from Philadelphia to the Jersey Shore, which is an hour away, <laughs> right? Than it would to be to. Buy all the materials and build that mini golf course yeah. in the back. Yeah. Time like, is money. Corey's dad, what yeah. are you doing? Maybe he doesn't have a job. Maybe that's what he did when he went to go oh, talk to Bob. He just went yeah. in the backyard and built the, the mini golf mm. thing. 
Here I am um, talking to Bob. <laughs> don't come back. It's a heated conversation. Uh, this show is at its best when Corey, Sean, and Topanga are the main focus. And not having Topanga as a main like pillar of this one, I think it, it suffered. Uh, she was in it. She didn't have a lot to do, uh, especially these early episodes where the three of them are kind of building their relationship. That that to me is very interesting, and it just it didn't have enough. It just felt like she was tacked on. Even Sean didn't have a lot really yeah. to do on this one, so not my favorite. It is better than later seasons, but you know they're they're still still trying to get their uh, feet on firm ground here. All right, moving on. Family Matters, season three, episode three. The show must go on. Oh, Laura's cast as Juliet in the school play. When the leading man gets sick, Steve plays Romeo and Laura must kiss him. Lieutenant Murtaugh forces Carl, yes, a new guy, forces Carl to do his personal errands during Carl's annual performance review. Okay. Faithfully. I bit my dagger. This is literally the episode that we described when we were like, hey, there's got to be episodes like uh, so-and-so doesn't want to kiss so-and-so in the yeah, play. Right. And the understudy comes in. That's literally what this is. <laughs> Which is funny to me that it's yeah. exact what you, you two guys said in the last episode. Uh, there's got to be one out there like this. Yes, there is. Exactly. Yeah. We know probably the another one, too. We, we can see it. Yeah. Uh, Lieutenant Murtaugh, I don't, I don't know if we see him a lot. Yeah, he feels I know like. He... Remember in the last season that the neighbor who was pissed off yes, and Eddie was yes. like, I feel like that's a. This is like a very only yes. one season character, if that. Yeah, because I don't remember him. Murtaugh, I remember him. He's the general in Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Wow. Like the guy in, after this thing. Yeah, he's, he's the general in Deep Space Nine. So when when we go into space, he takes okay. he takes the cake. But anyway, Carl I, is. Go ahead. I remember him being pretty involved. Really, he's, he's even in he's even in the episodes? theme song. He's in a scene in there. Really? Yeah, because wow. they played they played the long intro this one. He's yeah. in a scene. Yeah. So um, it's maybe he's a yeah, season three guy. Because I think I think the Carl misses the point of standing up to racism at the police that was him okay and i also think i think there's an episode where there's a bomb on a treadmill and i think he's in that episode we get very kind of lethal weapony here even in the murtaugh name i mean right the name is lethal weapon right Right. yeah i think he's actually in a decent amount of episodes i could just i could look it up i I can't remember because i feel like at another point carl gets a partner and I feel like that partner kind of looks like this guy. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm just confusing them. Maybe yeah, he doesn't maybe. get one. It's this guy. But there's one where he has to like kiss up to somebody at a party. But I thought it was a different like lieutenant. Okay. But yeah, maybe not. Maybe it's the same guy. There's one where he's in a van and they end up getting handcuffed to each other. And I can't. Mm. That's the Carl and whoever the other police guy is. But I, I feel like that was his partner. But anyway, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get. To we'll it. we'll figure it out somewhere down the line. Carl's cleaning. Murtaugh comes in and and dresses him down for being a a male who cleans. Dude, get out of my house! The fuck are you doing? Walk into my house like get that? Hot here. <laughs> uh, he was in eighteen episodes. Okay, okay, that's a lot. 
good chunk. That's almost a whole season's worth. That's yeah. a good chunk. Uh, Carl says, "Look, we're a modern family," and he and Murtaugh says, "You're cooking, you're cleaning. Where's your self-respect?" <laughs> and then he hands him a beeper and says, "I need to reach you anytime, anywhere. Put that beeper in your purse." Jesus uh, Christ! Different time. Yeah, Carl says, "Look, I'm the man of the house." And then Harriet walks in, literally wearing the pants, quote unquote, at coming home late from her job. And uh, he Murtaugh makes fun of him some more. Like Jesus. Okay. Get out of my house. Why are you oh, here? Murtaugh, get out of here. We find out, I think, somewhere along the lines here that the uh, the beeper is because Carl's getting his he's being evaluated. Right. It's so he has to review. he has to kiss up to Murtaugh. So that's why Murtaugh's doing this. He's fucking with him. Okay. So is that is what the uh, fucking union is for? I, <laughs> you think? Yeah. You should have a negotiated increase in your salary without having to do this. Right. So, yeah very bizarre i will say this i do think that's a cool way to kind of explore the murtaugh character as in like he knows he's got carl to do his all like his menial work because he's got to you know suck up for this performance review i think that does like all right i kind of got the idea of the character just in that one moment yeah so, it's, it's quick good. and he's a heel right. and we you know like okay yep. we hate this fucking guy yep. right cool. off the bat like that's actually pretty good writing like it, yeah like, and carl that. looks carl looks great you yep. know modern dad yeah, it's like no, I'm fucking. I want to clean up. Yeah. Jesus, my house too. Yeah. Uh, kids Speaking coming down which, for get out of my house. <laughs> he just Carl's entire life is uninvited guests <laughs> barging into his house and badgering him about shit. Just fucking leave me alone. This is though. I want you to just take a moment and realize this is the same show where like five years later is going to be like teleporting to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> A three-part episode about <laughs> teleportation. <laughs> oh, God. It always gets me. The kids come down for breakfast. Carl's beeper goes off, and he has to go run off to do something. And was the all... middle child here, or was she is she vanished upstairs? Middle child is here, I think. Was she? I don't remember. I didn't I think she's pay here. too much attention. Okay. It's hard to tell sometimes. She vanished at one point around this yeah. time, so... He hasn't moved that fast since he chased a donut downhill. This guy's cooking your breakfast, cleaning the house. You're going to fucking do this? Yeah. Grandma Ma, what are you doing? Grandmother Winslow? Uh, Steve comes in and does his Romeo impression and says, are you auditioning for the play, Laura? The auditions are today. Unfortunately, I have to be stage manager instead of Romeo. I'm like, yeah, okay. And then he smashes into the door on his way out. And then Carl leaves to go pick up Murtaugh's dry cleaning. And then there's this weird, we say this all the time, weird side plot where Rachel is like, I was an actress. Let me show you how to act mm-hmm. and sing and write and all this stuff. So she does some weird acting shit <laughs> to prove to Laura that she's a good actress. It's weird. Uh, there's a bunch of bad auditions for Juliet and Laura gets up there and does a great job. Steve is using a megaphone and just yelling into the director's ear. I kind of liked it. I actually, I thought that was a funny, I thought that was a funny bit. It was good. And like, he's direction. even kind of like dressed like an old timey director too. Like, you yes. know, like, so got the megaphone and the, yep. And the director, I love her reactions to him. Like she just has had enough. She yes. wants to be done with him. Mm-hmm. It's Maxine versus Laura for Juliet. Danny, hot Danny. Ooh. He wins Romeo. <laughs> He's got some sweet 
lines shaved into his head. He's got a rat tail. Laura comes in and kills it. They kiss. Steve gets mad and yells, cut. Carl and Harriet are hanging out. They're going to go on a date. Harriet looking good. She's got her her, uh, date night clothes on fire. But they have to skip dinner because they're going to go straight to the fucking... <laughs> telling you, man, Carl. We get a, we get a step by step moment yeah, here. Yeah, he was. Can we on just skip dinner? Yeah. Except that Frank and Carol would have actually skipped right. dinner. Right. But yeah. I feel like this actually ties. Or they would have because... incorporated it into. Yes, right. Just use the food as right. nourishment. Remy the not... mouse. Right. I'll be the yep. guy with the hair. I didn't see Ratatouille. <laughs> you got it. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a scene. It's like the third scene in. <laughs> Harriet plays at least Patton the episode, Oswald. At least what I watched. Yeah. Skip dinner, go straight to the fucking, but the beeper but, goes off. Yeah, and I, okay, go ahead. Yeah. And he's got to leave to go and do more Murtaugh shit. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? Man. What are you doing? Uh, Rachel tries to teach Laura how to act. Can you feel a pain deep inside and use it for acting? I feel one now. What a line. Great line. Laura's great. I hope it'll go back when I go in the kitchen. Um, Carl's got to pick up dinner for Murtaugh. And he has a very painful boil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great. Great little bit. Uh, Harriet smacks Rachel with the pillow because she's sick of the acting. And Carl has to go get the ointment. I don't think this night can get any worse than Urkel shows up. <laughs> uh, this is great. A little great little bit there. And Murtaugh's not even on screen. That's how yeah. that's how good it is. He doesn't even need to be on screen. Uh Danny is now out sick. So Urkel has to be the stand-in for Romeo. Um he does some some Romeo Shakespearean language and then says, my lips press hotly against yours. And Laura says, I feel this pain. I feel the pain now. (laughs) Good callback. That was funny. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, when they actually get to the real play and Carl's in the the seats. And that was one of my, yes. Carl is so into watching Laura perform like he it's such like a genuine moment for that character too because he eventually says like you know fuck this beeper gets rid of it and just wants to be there for his daughter and i like it just it works for that character so well it was great every scene she does he gets gives her a standing ovation and they're like sit down everything he does yeah like just seeing her gets him up out of his seat and i think that's so that's adorable it was good he smashes the beeper to see the big moment yeah and then, of course, we got to have Steve doing physical comedy for the uh, the tower scene, or you know, he's falling down, all that stuff. I bet my dagger that was a funny line. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, was. <laughs> I bet my dagger. He goes for the kiss. She does it, and he goes crazy and says "Whoa, mama!" and then destroys the entire set, falls apart because <laughs> he's 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 finally got his kiss yes after three seasons he's is this the got first one. time they actually i kissed? don't know it might be yeah could be i don't know everyone claps and he says dist i do that <laughs> Which i thought was good that too. was good that got that got a chuckle out of me <laughs> and then we get this depressed director yeah who's i'm not giving her enough credit yeah. with the description here she's just like 
I'm going to retire. Fuck this yeah, shit. I have to get away from this kid. It's ruining my life. Urkel says, I'm sorry. She's like, I'm going to retire from all theater. You're not taking home, Mac, are you? He's like, no. Great. <laughs> Steve gets depressed because he feels like a jerk for once. He feels like a jerk for ruining yeah. everything. And Laura cheers him up. And uh, he says, well, I, I made you look like a fool. I'm so sorry. And she's like, no, you didn't. I was great. You looked like a fool. I was great. And then more weird stuff from Steve. Like, did you help me out of love? No, I helped you out of pity. Seeds of pity can blossom into love. Let's keep creeping. Keep <laughs> on creeping. Doors open. And that's how it ends. Every time Steve does something ridiculous. He gets forgiven. Yeah, I'll but this was forget... a good. Uh, this was a good episode. This was good. Yeah, but I'll never forget what that. What is the the one where uh, Laura turns into Urkel? Remember that yes. one? I think like the Christmas episode. Yes. Like he does such horrible shit, and she just forgives him. And this yeah. is like I feel like one of the early episodes where she's just like, "Oh, that's just Urkel," you know, that's fine. So I and I feel like early on that works, you know that that yeah. because he's not so over the edge yet, but uh, later on it gets a little little heavy-handed it's a little weirder but i love carl in this one i think i texted you guys oh, that he was great in this he was yep he was great in this yeah this was just a classic textbook you know they didn't totally have to work hard to put this together right totally acceptable family matters episode fine yeah yeah i'm interested to see more murtaugh i guess Sure. He was, I mean, he we was gotta fun. watch that bomb episode, right? Right. Yeah. Now that I know that exists. <laughs> yeah, we gotta see that. <laughs> Somehow let's find the every episode of TJF with a bomb in it. I bet we can find four. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Oh, there must be. Yeah. I'm like, you're telling me hang on, Mr. Cooper doesn't have a bomb somewhere in that house. <laughs> a bomb threat. Teen He's Angel got... has at least three episodes Come of on, a Coop. bomb. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> That floating head guy has to defuse, right. <laughs> pull the wires Put on the bottom. Yep. <laughs> for yeah, 20, I this episode for 21 was, um... minutes. Just <laughs> I almost got it. Uh... Kind of similar to the Boy Meets World episode. Like <sighs> no meat on the bone. You mean? No meat on the bone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once again, even the resolution of the Murtaugh thing was not satisfying because he didn't tell his boss. He didn't off. tell him off. Right. Yeah. Right. Like he, you know, he. It was sort of he smashed the thing. He stood up for himself. Yeah, but also that doesn't mean he didn't go in the next day and grovel. Right. Probably, yeah. He probably did. You know what I mean? Like it leaves it too open ended. Mm -hmm. And other than Steve massacring the set, I I just don't know if there was like I don't know if there was anything I laughed at in this episode. No. Mm -hmm. So um Okay. Like Steve, Steve as as Romeo was funny, but yeah. very just you, cliche. It's you just love this, like, the Steve like physical comedy more than us, I think. Though how like, could you not? It's hysterical. It is funny, but I think you you're on another level. With Honestly, dis I do that. that really got me. That was dis yeah. I do that. Yeah, that was that funny. was good. No, yeah. you know what it is because nowadays that would all be CGI. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Like. Some of these things, like this one, this one was complicated. Like the Rube Goldberg of like one thing yes. banging to the next, yeah. falling into yeah, the yeah. other, falling into the under. But 
but sometimes they literally drive a fucking car through the wall. Right. <laughs> what was the one that really got you? It was the the game oh, show yeah. one where they yes. kept knocking oh, over that the was podium. Insane. Yeah. Yes, right. Oh no. Okay, so for reference, first off, get us back. That there. was insane. Yeah. So there you go. But what made that so fucking amazing was how they did it. And then I forget if Eddie came out second or Steve came out second, but then it was identical and that's insane. But I think that's what Uh, it is. You know, like we, um, we praise perfect strangers for this type of thing a lot. That's just like the physicality of what they're doing is funny. And, you know, to actually know that they had to rig this set so that, you know, like, Everything just is, is right. destroyed. Right. That all By the, the cabinets open at the same time, that you know, the, all this foam flies out, that the wall explodes, that the thing smashes. The fact that they have to coordinate that and it actually works, it just yeah. works for me. Yeah. So yeah, I like I don't know like like three stooges type dude falling down jokes, like they don't typically work for me, but I think just the practical aspect of these big set piece collapses when it comes to Steve, it works for me. Mm. Okay. I watched Jurassic Park recently. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> it's the, <laughs> that was it's the a, Urkel with the practical yep. Rick Baker effects. Yep. Okay. Of, of family I never matters. thought the, that, <laughs> that Family Matters and Jurassic <laughs> Park would be uh, married I'd, over. Watch it, I'd watch it, man. Yeah. Steve with the grandma's Hammond. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that. Oh, we just replace all the characters yeah, with right. Winslow's. <laughs> what is Steve? The T Rex? What is he? Is he, he Jeff dinosaur? Goldberg. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Yes. That. Yes. Oh, the must go faster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. He, oh, he can be Nedry. Yeah. Be- <laughs> Nedry. <laughs> Just watching your uh, get sprayed in the face by the spitter. Because <laughs> like Nedry, literally again, I just watched. Yes, he has you, actual you, Pratt falls in that. Yes, scene. he does. If you, right. if you took out the music and like the tone that, that was in there and just put in like goofy music of him <laughs> spinning, wow, the, wow. spinning the sign around, <laughs> that always like, makes me laugh when he has uh-huh. the, when he has the, the sign for the spin. dock and yeah. just spins it. I don't know if this is the worst one we've ever done, but it is brutal. I love that we say it every This is really bad. This is bad. This is so bad. <sighs> My wife turned to me during the episode and went, man, Greg's going to fucking hate this. <laughs> <laughs> it was like two minutes in. Uh, you, we were texting each other like a good week before we were originally going to film. And I I had like that horrible realization that I'd seen this episode before. Yes. And I was like, oh, this is terrible. This is, I don't want to watch this again. <laughs> oh my God. This one is rough. All right. Full House, season Fuck six, you, episode Ryan. eight. I'm so sorry, but it has to be done. It has to be for science. The play is the thing again. Jesse and Joey agree to direct Michelle's play but michelle is upset when they give someone else the starring role excuse me but i didn't get a chance to try out oh sorry we didn't see you back there oh that's okay i tend to blend in with my surroundings (laughs) take center stage here and then we'll do a song key of e please (laughs) all right key of e Yankee Doodle went to town riding 
plot makes me angry. Oh my god. Ugh. We start out. This is this is where Rachel turned to me and was like, "Oh my god, Greg is gonna <laughs> hate this." Great. DJ and Steve make out, and Michelle watches them like a creep. <laughs> Don't mind me. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh god oh god it's so gross <laughs> right down to the basement with you michelle so gross Take her down the stairs yeah. <laughs> oh god shove her in that attic wall and blaster right. it over <laughs> just, <laughs> just leave her up there in the wall yeah. All right. The, the the boys are doing their radio show bits, which is so bad. Let's do pets who sound like they're masters. In reality, that must be the worst fucking radio show ever. <laughs> My God. Imagine the, the morning in. zoo right. of it all. I just I every like... day you get 20 Popeye jokes a minute. <laughs> I feel like it, you know, because in the 90s, the idea of like the, the shock jock was a real yeah, thing. Right. Yes. But I imagine this is like a PG version of a yes. shock jock. Yes. Right. It's like the family friendly man cow. <laughs> <laughs> going to wrestle Jimmy Hart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> the deepest of all cuts. Right there. It's just. I don't know. Uh, looking back, and you know, times change. Like people, I, I imagine. People you think people more... gave a shit about Popeye jokes in this ninety-two episode? I just think the world's more jaded now. Because, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, my kid. Because I was a kid when we watched this. Obviously, but like yeah. my parents would watch it with me sometimes, and. You know, this was before cell phones and iPads and shit, which meant they actually were watching it with me. Right. Like, they sat through more than one commercial. Yeah. But like, I think, yes, I think the world was just more accepting of cheesy, dumb bullshit. And, yeah, mm -hmm. this is this is ex ex exceptionally saccharine. Like, in three years, NYPD Blue would come around and Dennis Franz would start flashing his butthole to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> is that he, the turning point of society that, that's the how i became a man gentlemen <laughs> the butthole flash i'm not gonna lie I, I understand what i'm saying is hyperbolic <laughs> i want this to be an article on like i don't know what the what the but site like, what's the site now that has legitimately the big, like, think uh, pieces with some amount of sincerity <laughs> the in what I'm about to say, like i do think that Dennis Franz's butt was a turning point. <laughs> sure. Sure. Like, NYPD Blue was the first time I remember like a parental advisory, you know, viewer yeah. discretion advised they on swear television. On that they said shit they were, on there, right? Yeah, right. They that's right. Butts. Yeah. And it's yeah. like <laughs> show butts. It's like <laughs> NYPD Blue butts. into the shield, into the Sopranos. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> you know what's funny about that is in you're talking about the butts and then the shield. We used to, when I watched the shield in college, everybody in my dorm watched the shield. We watched it together. And every time the end for nudity came up, we're like, oh, we're getting man butt tonight. Yeah. <laughs> man butt. Because <laughs> it was never any ladies. It was oh, always yeah. a guy's butt. Mm -hmm. Not as know. offensive. I, I, uh, man butt. I think it was a turning point. I the man butt was a turning I know point. That's crazy. But... No, you know what though? Even as a kid, I remember that controversy. I didn't quite understand it at the time, but like, oh my god, there's a butt. 
Right. Like, and that was like a huge deal for like this television at the time to be able to cross that line. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now we show butts on every day. Yeah. Butts, butts, yeah. butts, butts, butts. Butts are out every day. Yeah. All right. It's radio show. And now we can't appreciate PG Man Cow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Dennis. God damn it, Dennis. Dennis Francis Butthole totally but ruined, ruined my everything. Jokes. Now the Nazis are back. Yeah, God right. damn it. Thank you, Dennis France. It's your fault. It was too far, too yeah. fast. It did too much, too much fun. Too much man butt. Too much man butt. Oh god. There's more stupid fucking jokes here that are terrible. Murray Fledgman's Canary. I, I'm missing the reference on that one, but that's one there of them. Probably is no reference. Yeah, us. don't give him <laughs> that credit. Guarantee Joey, you. Joey right. Gladstone finally thought that that was a funny phrase, and he right. snuck it into the script under Miller Boyette's noses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Miller, you uh, see this fucking fledgling thing? Did we write that? Did I do too much coke last night, or did you? Hold on, I'll ask Roger. Leave it in. <laughs> Roger. <laughs> Roger, we write these fleshman jokes. He's like three years old at the time. <laughs> Roger's too busy writing edgy comedy. He's trying to get Jimmy Smith to show his butthole. <laughs> uh, he wants the buttholes. Roger did it. It's going to change comedy right there. I think Roger's my favorite joke, but nobody understands it. Nobody gets it unless okay. you listen to the last fifteen episodes. <laughs> you probably don't know what bird. Roger is. It's a slow burn. Go back and it's the kid from uh, Sister Sister. Yes, who punches up scripts? <laughs> who punches up all the scripts for some reason? I don't I even remember why. In a closet? Yeah, he might. Yeah, right. <laughs> he gets credit for all the good TGIF. Uh, all right. Anyway, Michelle is upset because they're going to cancel her first grade play. Nothing is worse than Michelle being upset on this show. That makes me happy when she's upset. Oh, well, that's true. I mean, in their world, because everybody yeah. stops what they're doing right. immediately to placate to the whims of an eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. Got to solve this problem. Danny volunteers to be the director, but he can't do it because he has to work. What and then he doesn't work a single fucking second. Yeah, no. he has a lot of free time. He's so much free time, he does he weird enough, shit later. enough free time to do the straight up oddest thing in the history <laughs> the of TGIF. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, remember that so... great tomato country joke? <laughs> yes. <laughs> sometimes, fruit. Right. sometimes as we're yeah. watching these Full House episodes, I just lean back and close my eyes and think about Jesse and that tree. Yep. <laughs> this is tomato country. What a great, the one joke that they actually had land. Right. Uh, all right. The play is America the Beautiful. We have to. This is what I remember. This yes. fucking part right here. And how horrible it is. They, the uncles decide to take the take the job. Yep. Or they get forced into it by Danny. Yep. <laughs> you can't have a real job in your real lives. But you're taking on this fucking plus. Stop your dreams. Michelle needs help. First grade play. Nothing. I mean, can you blame worse. them? They have a track record of literally stopping their dreams to help yeah. Michelle. Yeah. So. Right. We've saw an episode about They're obviously several. willing to do this. Yeah. And several. Joey mm-hmm. doesn't go to Vegas or whatever mm-hmm. that one time. Jesse gives up his fucking career in Japan for right. it. Right. Right. <laughs> He's number one in Japan. Gives it up. 
so Michelle can fucking not cry. <laughs> I wish Good grief. Like, did I wish Fuller House was just Michelle super successful because everybody gave her everything she ever wanted coming home to her fucking hobo uncles. <laughs> they have no money. They're have donating no, plasma. No money, no yeah. discernible talents. They could. They never could crest the invention of the iPod. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of, it kind of is that because she's so successful, she can't come back host. on the show, right? <laughs> she That's just right. disowned her family after that. Jesse just gave walks her by that poster when he was number one in Japan, single uh, tier, just one tier. <laughs> yeah, oh. right. He thinks about that fucking what was it, candy or whatever he was supposed to get? No, the nuts. Yeah, the, the, nuts, nuts. the nuts. The nuts. Yep. Oh, I had nuts then. <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> Look at me now. No nuts. <laughs> Fuck you, Michelle. All right. Babies in boxes. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. There uh, is a lot. Babies in boxes. Say goodbye forever. <laughs> so, Danny. <laughs> so much. Danny's going to babysit the babies in boxes. Uh, oh, God. Both of the sist- Tanner sisters. We're Yankee Doodle in the play. So Michelle has to be Yankee Doodle. And Stephanie's going to train her? Oh, boy. Um, Becky leaves the babies in boxes with Danny so she can go shopping. Oh! Brings in toy trains <laughs> for them. Only to... Oh, he's going seen down! Any video, Greg has almost died here. He's going down! He brings. She brings oh, I forgot toy- about how shitty Aunt Becky was in this episode. <laughs> she too. brings in toy trains to so give horrible. to her sons, and Danny has bought them a life-size train so they can play. Babies on babies, babies in boxes in trains. Babies in boxes on trains for a, a while. A while. Yep. At least I like trains. Yeah. The best thing in that scene was the train. <laughs> More of that, on please. Trains. Also, like. Your kids, guarantee, Becky, will play with the trains that you purchased. Like, yeah. They're just going to be sitting on the couch goofing around. They're not yeah. always going to be on this fucking train set that Danny bought. Calm down. Yeah, calm down. This isn't... It's going to get worse. You yeah. can save your anger for later. Kids will play with anything. So it's totally fine that you yeah. bought them a gift. It'll be okay. Yeah. It'll be okay. Also, that train looks fucking baller. Yeah. Like, I would like... La- I'm into that. Oh, I need yeah, to I get one lose my fucking mind if oh someone got that for me yeah right <laughs> even today still make a quick note here for christmas yeah, if i came right? home and that was in my living room <laughs> unlimited blowjobs <laughs> well I definitely gotta save it now <laughs> oh god oh it's it's gonna get weirder <laughs> it's gonna get a lot weirder <laughs> than babies and trains <sighs> Uh, Michelle works on Yankee Doodle. She shows the directors, her stupid uncles, what she's got. Uh, and they're like, all right, all right, we think we got it. She's pretty good. Everybody else kind of sucks. Uh, Stephanie decides she's going to be the. Doesn't you have to do? Didn't you have to go to school? The fuck are you doing bro, what's there? She here. I, I will say Stephanie annoyed me a lot, a lot less in this one than she has in the past. So I guess, yeah. I love this joke. This is actually a funny joke, just based on our conversations, where Aaron, the annoying kid, is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys still don't have jobs? <laughs> Why are you here? Kids are there, at least. Solid joke. Yeah. You guys still don't have jobs? We have our own radio shows. What do you do? 
<laughs> I enjoyed that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Only because we've been talking about it for a few episodes. But uh, the audition starts. Everyone pretty much sucks. Michelle's good. Um, Michelle's fine. She's not good. Yeah, uh, good enough. Yeah, good enough. But there's one more kid who's been hiding in the back. You forgot about me. He comes out, and this kid fucking smashes this shit. Yeah. Yankee Doodle. Absolutely smashed. And the uncles are like, well, damn. We can't. We got to give it to this guy. He's got the part. He's great. Mm -hmm. And Michelle is sad and bummed out. We get that whole, like, music swell. Yep. Big Aww. bottom lip aw thing. <laughs> and then we get babies with bread. <laughs> babies in boxes on trains with bread. <laughs> Did you wake up the boys from their naps? Yeah. Danny's waking these babies in boxes up from their Fucking naps. Lunatic Danny. <laughs> what is wrong with you? And Becky's like, really weirded out like oh i made him lunch and all this and she's just like what the fuck is going on you let that kid sleep (laughs) what are you doing yeah don't ever mess with a nap what are you doing uh michelle's mad at jesse and joey for not giving her the main role even though it's pretty obvious she's not as good as that kid Mm -hmm. so now she's stuck as statue of liberty which is still a good bit still important in the play right uh, uh, I didn't read I that script. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get Roger's first draft. <laughs> oh, Roger, secretary knows to pass those along. Oh God, <laughs> Stephanie's annoying about the dancing. I thought that was actually a little bit funny. Yeah, really? I must say she's not bad in this one. Okay. So like, I... okay, I find it to be very in Stephanie's character. Yes, to instantly turn into an asshole. <laughs> The second she gets an ounce of power. Right. Yeah, that's funny. It worked. And she was like, her yeah. outfit was just like black on black on black. Right. And it was right. just, you know. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know yeah. that character. And it's mm-hmm. just, I, yeah, I, I'm not going to say it was funny. No. But like, didn't upset me. There has been plenty of Full House episodes. We left angry, more angry at Stephanie than anybody mm, else in the show. True. This is yeah. not the case here. This is fine. This she gets a pass on this one. Well, uh, Jesse says uh, to Michelle, all right, you got to be Lady Liberty. And Michelle's like, I don't want to do it. I'm sad. I'm mad at you. And he's like, all right, well, if you don't want to participate, you got to sit down in the crowd. You're out. More sad swells. She's out of the play now for being an asshole. DJ and Steve get in a fight. I forgot this fucking... God, do we need putting up with this shit? He can go get Jasmine. Like, what's he doing with this bitch? Oh my god, is he afraid DJ's gonna kill him? Is that the yeah, thing? Yeah, probably. Gonna collect his ears or whatever. Yeah, he's a T eight hundred from the future. He knows. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I love that. <laughs> he's been there sent to back the... in time to stop <laughs> San DJ. Francisco John Connors. <laughs> <laughs> T one thousand eleven. I'd love to see the full house CGI liquid metal that they do with it. It's just so weird. It's just fucking rattle draft all around. Oh my god! 
they get in a fight about making decisions. D- DJ can't make decisions for Steve, which is the decision is let's go see my sister in this fucking play. It's really not that big of a deal. No, it's not. Although I appreciate Steve, as someone who is subjected to bullshit nearly constantly, (laughs) I really did respect a character for just being like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't want to do it. No, of course I don't want to see her play. Seems I'm horrible. Teenager. She's terrible. Have you met Michelle? She sucks. Did like, you see the first you... scene of this show when she was just creeping yeah. on us? Yeah, right. No, I don't want to go. <laughs> you see that? Yeah. Fucking Aladdin's with it, man. I didn't uh, know. He he storms out. Uh and we get then we get to the thing. Oh then we God. get to the thing. We get Is... to babies in boxes. In trains with bread in a bathtub with their uncle. <laughs> this is with Danny. With Danny. This is awful. This yeah. is so this bad. Is so this is so the worst. All right. The worst thing we've ever. Yeah, seen. let's. I'm going to let you here. explain it, and yes. then I'm going to say why I'm so upset. <laughs> He's taking a bath with the two babies. He says that he has. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm wearing swimming trunks. He said that. No. Okay. I, yeah, I'm, I'm unpacking this Gray, now. Gray is tagging in early. He said that. So the scene starts and Danny is there apparently naked. Yeah. We think he's naked. With, what? That's of course. What, that's where yeah. we're. No, here's, and I'll, I'll explain why I think there's more to it. Okay. Danny is apparently naked with two naked babies in the bath. And my initial reaction is, whoa. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, said it, oh, yeah. I said it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I said, whoa. Huh. What the fuck? And then Becky opens the door, and her response is, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and Danny then says, oh, it's okay. I have a swimsuit on, but here's the problem with this. Becky's reaction confirms that my reaction was correct right they were (laughs) trying Mm -hmm. to make me say whoa and think danny's molesting these children (laughs) (laughs) we also don't get any closure to whether or not he has a swim trunk on we never point that out too we don't we don't ever see the you know proof here so like it's the weirdest the babies were in the uh, i mean look uh Uncles can give baths to kids. Like little kids need baths. If you're yeah, yeah but you don't get whatever, in the bath with them. You don't get in the bath. Yeah. So like the only acceptable way to do this was to have him like in a chair next to him or something like that. Yeah. Right. By putting him in there, by having Becky react that way, it's by explaining it, the intent right. is to make us feel funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can't have that shit <laughs> in my PG man cow show. <laughs> I like we had a very uh, a moment here where Becky might have had to call CPS. <laughs> wow, <laughs> show to take it a very this is a, right a new level, a new yeah. low. Just, and I think the intent is it's that, an innocent is intent, that, but is that, whoa. Oh, well, I mean, I think the like thematic intent is that every time Becky comes home, Danny is doing more intimate things with the kids, and I don't mean that yeah. sexy. No, 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 it's right, just like, right, right, right. Just right. mo- every time she comes home, it's more apparent. Like he bought him right. something. Now he's making food. Now he's taking the bath. Every single one of those is an escalation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this is supposed to just justify Becky's extreme reaction. And now she can like, because up until this point, and even during this point, my reaction to Becky was shut the fuck up. Right. You have two toddlers. 
how happy are you? You're getting a break for three hours a day. You get yeah. to just go read a book, right? <laughs> you know, shut up. Then when she walks in, and now he's diddling her kids. <laughs> back, he's got to speak up. <laughs> Definitely don't write a song about it. <laughs> she is mad. She is very upset. But here's the thing, though, Greg. You're totally right. If he was just... Okay, so let's just approach this scene and say it was filmed with him in a chair, fully clothed, bathing the kids. Yeah, that enough. whole plot you just went through and the whole like <laughs> rising of intimacy, that still gets across. Mm-hmm. So why do we have him in the bath with the kids? It just... it It's so out of nowhere. Because he's got to take it to the extreme for for us to realize that, I guess? It's awful. Oh, it's bad. Horrible. It's and one of the other worst things. ways to do that. There's ways that could actually be funny. Yes, like, yes. What if she comes home and all three of them are in the same outfit and they're going down to the mall to get pictures right, or something? Yeah, right, 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 like, right, right. That's silly and stupid mm-hmm. and yeah. too much and too far. Like, right. Okay, yeah. get the fucking Tuesday. We're not taking pictures at Sears. Right. I don't know. It, it, it upset me. It upset me that yeah. they, that it is very clear to me that the intent was to creep me out. Right, and it worked. Fuck you. Yeah. It worked, but fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Well, uh, Becky, gonna, it's a... They're going to have so much therapy. Oh, no. my God. They have these two awful fucking parents. Right. They're surrounded by idiots. Their <laughs> uncle's taking baths. Their cousins are, yeah. are just are horrible people. Everyone's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. And you all live to... You can never get a Somehow, moment alone. Kimmy Gibbler is the role model right. in that family. She's <laughs> the only com- normal. Maybe She's, Comet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why haven't they uh, talked for the last four years? Right. I can't explain it. <laughs> <laughs> they have their own little weird twin language. They have like some weird Japanese <laughs> maid drag them into the therapist's office in a box. <laughs> <laughs> There's still adults being dragged around. Just in two, yeah. two grown ass men being dragged into a therapist's <laughs> office in a refrigerator box. <laughs> Wheeled in, wheeled in Hannibal Lecter style. Right. <laughs> they have cardboard over their faces, with right. a cardboard mask. <laughs> no Uncle Touchy, no Uncle Touchy. <laughs> Touchy Tanner. Uh, all right. And Becky's very upset, but she agrees to set aside some Uncle Danny time. Don't. No, start uh, looking supervised. for apartments. Right. Supervised Uncle Danny time. <laughs> they're more their co-workers. I Dude, know. Think about that. They have to do that show together. Oh my God. Hey. How do you do that? So, Danny, what did you do this weekend, actually? <laughs> no, tell us. Don't, We're just no. going to go to the next no. segment. We're good. Yeah, let's go to the weather. There's but a cookie festival no, no, no. downtown today. No, no, no. <laughs> Put it away. Yeah. Uh, Michelle is not talking to Jesse and Joey, so they give her a pep pep talk and yeah. say, "Not everyone could be the lead singer. <laughs> There's also a bassist. They're important, like old oh, what's that, his that name was, in, the fucking, in the Rippers. We can't remember his name. Yeah, old what's like, his name? That's why they kick you out of the Rippers at one point. <laughs> You've ruined their careers. Oh, they're so <laughs> upset about that Japan thing. Still, uh, he agrees, or uh, Michelle agrees. She's going to be the Statue of Liberty. Steve agrees to come to the play. And then they're never going to fight again about something like this. Except for that's a lot of episode plots going forward. Yeah. 
Don't don't paint yourself into a corner. At exact full exact same on. plot over and over again. Yeah. Uh, play gets off to a weird start because Yankee Doodle Boy has stage fright, even though he's great. <clears throat> so Michelle has to go talk to Derek. That's his name. <laughs> to talk to Derek and get him to go out and do the play, which he does, and he kills it, and he's yep. the best Yankee Doodle. Easy. This kid. I don't know where they found this kid, but I don't know what he's doing now, Probably but he was good at this. Macaulay Culkin lookalike contest. Yeah, right. He could sing. That kid could sing. Well, he goes out, kills it, standing ovation, end of end of episode. I don't. I, uh... That was a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> this this was such shit. It's this is one of the worst. Shit. I mean, I can't. I yeah. just can't even. Can't There's even. Two, two, maybe two jokes in there that are like. Uh, like I said, Not DJ bad. as like a Nazi was kind of fun. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you my problem not with DJ, sorry, the non-Danny stuff. Yeah, give us the rest. So, first off, the 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 uncles should never have promised Michelle anything ever, ever, ever. right? <laughs> you know, but like I could understand it. You know, like there's a kid in front of you, you don't want to disappoint him. There's a lineage. Just, I know it's stupid, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, all you know, your sisters have done this. You're a young girl. You want to be like your sisters. Like you're right. You've been practicing. This is great. Okay, here is my issue. Macaulay Culkin shows up. He's fucking great. Who cares? It's a first grade play. Mm-hmm. You're not there to impress anybody. You're there to provide a photo opportunity for some parents. So who cares how good Macaulay Culkin is? Great news, Michelle. You're still Yankee Doodle. Macaulay Culkin can be fucking Statue of Liberty because his mom gets to take a picture either way. Nobody cares. It's a first no grade one, play. Right. No one cares. Just let Michelle do it. <laughs> like just, just, just give up. <laughs> right. Just give up. You've already caved in hundreds of times before, so right. Yeah, even that. At this point, you obviously have no morals. Just fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. It's just it. It's just so stupid. Oh, God. Yeah. It's just what? everybody in this show is unlikable, and I used to like Danny. And I'm talking about this, this particular is... show. Yeah, wow. this episode, they're just everybody sucks, and it's nobody's having. This nothing's having fun here. Michelle being a pouty bitch, like in in, in <laughs> I'm sorry, like she like why do you tell her that as a parent you would never let your kid act like that, you know? Ever right. even if you're an uncle who has you know more parental responsibilities than most, you would never let a kid act like that. When when they sent when they sent her off to just sit in the stands, Michelle, like, yeah, it's exactly what you do when the kid like uh, you know pouts and 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 you know does stuff like that. It was just. Blew my mind how everyone just caves in the Michelle all the time. They're raising a monster. Yeah. In those babies in boxes. Who knows uh, what they're going to. They're not monsters. <laughs> well, they might be. <laughs> how does the show end? They sell the house? No. No, they think because it's still there in Fuller House. Like the just Danny ends? still owns it. Yeah, it just ends. It just They just never turn the lights back on. <laughs> DJ, goes DJ shows spray. up one day and just no one else is dripping there. Dripping blood right. at the front door. Right. Just a silhouette with blood dripping. Right. Give me the script, Roger. <laughs> go to She's got, she rolls something in. Yeah. Danny Tanner's head. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all right. One more. Perfect Strangers. Oh, thank God. 
Whew, cleanse the palate here. Season seven, episode 19. The play is the thing. Greg, this is the reason we did this episode. Yeah. This is um <laughs> you uh you picked I... this exact. Uh so <laughs> when a theater group wants to perform his play, Larry alienates <laughs> the entire cast and crew until he, Balky, Jennifer, and Marianne have to take over. Sweet. <laughs> Miles and miles of wheat. In an era of depression and hardship, there emerged a young man struggling to save his family from a failed wheat crop and economic decline, all while trying to realize his dream of becoming an author. I'm Lawrence, and this is my story. Tweet. From my understanding, my fiance's favorite episode. Really? Strangers. Yes. Uh, and she specifically says the word wheat to me wheat. all the time. I would, I'm probably That's three great. times a week. Wheat. She just loves it. And I mean, it's a great episode, as we're about to talk about. Yes. Like, it's just it's just another one of those episodes that just encapsulates perfect strangers so perfectly. Larry's just a giant fucking dick and Balky's trying to be helpful and Marianne is funny and it's just good. And it's simple. Gonna, like this is not the best episode of Perfect Strangers, in my opinion, but like it's just simple and great. It's a later one. It is. It is. We're in the house at that We're point. We're in the castle. I'm gonna bury the lead here for me. This is probably my second favorite perfect strangers episode that we've watched wow. on the podcast that's I, awesome wow we'll get to it i yeah when the, the, actual, the actual, actual play, play starts it, i was thinking that I, too because i mean like uh wow. the uh the, it's always sunny episode where they yes put on that's the play. A, okay i'm glad it's you probably that. like yes the best television play episode oh my yes. god i just made the screen so big. damn <laughs> oh my, <God. laughs> my screen is 49 <laughs> inches and i just maximized that window the entirety of it i thought something went supernova outside your house and i had to prepare for it. <laughs> is your neighbor <laughs> is that shock really gonna hit me soon? um turn yeah. around your it, driveway again <laughs> Yeah. That episode is of It's Always Sunny is probably yes. the best episode of an I, actual like television play of all time. Yes. Um, and while I was watching this, I got like legit vibes of that. Me and too. Just like, oh shit, maybe yep. this is great. And to, we'll get to it. But the comparisons, but what I what I absolutely adore is the subtle, the act of not acknowledging something but acknowledging it. Like when some when they go out through the wrong door or they just walk around the set and they don't really talk about it hysterical hysterical and always sunny did that too where like yeah. they went like you know the 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 special effects weren't done right and they just went on and ignored it i loved the play i just loved it and i loved larry writing wheat <laughs> so funny to me um so the plays the thing is a line from hamlet there we go Wow. Oh, to catch the conscience of a king. Oh, I just dropped some Shakespeare on your ass. Look at you. Wow, you yes. sure did. That is that was a great. fucking line, Mark. Holy shit. Mark. Thank you. Wow. You can retire your... Uh... <laughs> Back to my coffee empire. You can retire. Where my Hamlet knowledge is vital. Uh, all right. We're at the big house. Uh, we find out Lydia, the art writer for the paper, got somehow got wheat. 
to play in the script. Now, we don't see a lot of her in the later episodes, right? Not really. I'm not, not really, playing. because they move out of the mailroom. Right. They're doing the cartoon, right? They're not yeah. doing as much reporting, are they? Or are they still doing reporting? No, because... I don't think... Lair, I don't think they're doing any reporting. At they're doing point? a cartoon, right? Isn't Balky? Yeah, they he kind of reference the cartoon. editor of the cartoon. Yeah, that yeah. episode though that we saw where like the gangs were after them, that was late season. That was like season seven or eight, wasn't it? That was. And Larry was a reporter earlier. Then. That was. Oh, that was earlier. Okay. Five? That was still oh, okay. when he was okay. an investigative reporter. Yeah. All right, so we're at the big house. Lydia gets the play wheat and starts putting it together as a play without telling Larry. Which normally you would say, like, okay, that's a shitty thing to do to somebody. <laughs> but no, because it's Larry, it makes perfect sense that you wouldn't Absolutely tell him. Absolutely perfect sense. Uh, you gave Lydia my play? Yeah, wheat is a work in progress. Everyone loves it. It opens Friday. Balky's a stage manager. Um, And when we see this set... It looks a lot like the set from Family Matters. <laughs> like the theater, the the auditorium. Yep. It might be the same set. Opening night's already sold out. And the key to the play is that the main... This is where Larry sort of loses it. The key to the, main, the play is that the main character is a complete idiot. That's what makes it... That's what one of the actors is saying. That's what makes it so good. And Larry does not like hearing this. And then he hears that some of his script were his dialogue has been changed. Doesn't like that. Uh, he yells at the director. Uh, he's a published writer and he fills out the bubbles in Dimitri's world, which is the uh, cartoon that, that they do the strip, the comic strip. So the director's like, fuck this. I'm quitting. And then the lead actor's like, I'm not dealing with this either. I'm quitting. And then the entire cast quits. And then Lydia comes in and is like, great news. We're sold out. The play is great. Everybody's excited. We got Clive Rich coming to review the play. Great reviewer of plays. And Larry's like, well, everybody quit. So I will now direct and star in Wheat. (laughs) Love it. Everything's fucked. I think uh, at this the, moment too, I was thinking to myself, like, this is gonna be a good episode. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> the girls and Lydia are all gonna have to act along with Balky. And Marianne is very good in this episode. Everything she says, I didn't write every line down, yep. but everything she says is fucking hilarious. Uh Larry talks about how he he has experience in the theater. He was head ticket taker at one point. And then uh, Jennifer gets upset because she's playing Larry's mother in the play. <laughs> and Jennifer's like, why do you think that's a good idea that your <laughs> wife would play your mother? And that's kind of like where it's left. It, it, yeah, right. They just like, they don't even like resolve it. He doesn't even have anything to say. But that's so Larry. <laughs> like, that's perfect for his character. <laughs> Why would you do that? Right. Uh, Balky is now going to be an actor, but he put a lot of time into curtain pulling. But he has to play this mean character, Billy, <laughs> the other brother in the play of Wheat. 
<laughs> he has to play an evil person and he just can't do it. And there's a lot of discussion about like how to be a mean person and not really be mean. Mm-hmm. And Palky doesn't really understand. He's like, you just think of a mean person and then you become that person. And he's like, you mean like Brunos, the bully from Meepos? He's like, exactly, exactly like Brunos. He's like, describe him. Talk more about Brunos. He's like, well, it was a pretty shitty ox. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm talking about a person. And he's like, become him, which triggers Balky to choke Larry, which is always one of the greatest oh, yeah. bits when Balky chokes Larry. Um says, all right, you got the anger. Now try the lines. And he tries the lines and it's just flat. Just the lines are flat. And he's like, you lost the anger. And then we find out every time you say the word bridge, it triggers because of the bully ox. It triggers Balky to turn into an asshole every time you say the word bridge. <laughs> so he chokes him again. Uh, we start the play. Jennifer's un- clearly annoyed. Yes, Valky, right. the entire performance, she's annoyed. She's just like, "Why am I still doing this? Yeah, why am I married to this person?" Valky, as you said, comes out too fast. Right, and he, not on, not in the scene, not, not through the door, not through the door, but around the scenery. He just walks in. Yep, off way too stage. early. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's like, "Okay, go away, go away, go <laughs> away." They're trying to get this play done. He opens the door and Lydia comes in the wrong way too. Yeah, right. He opens yeah. the door for Balky to leave and Lydia comes around the wrong way. Uh, and then Lydia gets stage fright and she just freezes. Yeah. And then Balky and Marianne both come in wrong again. Yeah. I, I also want to point out too, when the play opens uh, and it's just Larry holding the wheat yes. and doing the monologue. Wheat. So good. Yep. Uh, finally the cue for Billy actually comes in the play and Balky doesn't come out he's come out th- twice now yep. in the wrong way uh, there's some funny stuff where he says it is I your brother Billy and then he just keeps hitting him Larry says bridge again by accident this time and Balky goes crazy following him around like getting ready to choke him. eventually gets dragged off stage Larry continues to try to keep the play going while Balky continues to rage. Uh, and then Balky starts throwing the set at him yeah. while he's doing this doing this monologue. And he's like, well, it was terrible when he developed that furniture throwing problem. <laughs> yeah, he tries to like incorporate it into the play. He's trying to make it, trying anything he can to In save this time. thing. Yeah. Uh, Larry's all banged up now. And uh, it, everything goes to chaos, basically. And at the end, it's just like per- Perfect Strangers right. always does. It's His leg is screwed up. He's been beaten by Balky. Yep. He's got, does he have a cast? I forget. Yeah, he has a cast. Yep. He's got a cast. He's sitting on the couch and everything's gone to shit. Yeah. Marianne has a good moment here with the cast. Uh, I didn't write that down. What did she yeah, do? She, she like picks up his leg. To like oh, to yeah. like rest it on a pillow, but she keeps like slamming it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you want to read the review? I don't know if I do. <laughs> and then he says bridge again, and then it ends on an attack by Balky. Yep. Uh, Triggered is, again. 
everything I love. Like it really was just like, you know, like the, the physical comedy was great. Balky trying to learn to be an actor was funny. There was like yes. a little inside baseball. They talked about a little bit too, about being actors. I thought was funny. Yes. Good stuff all around. Trying really? to teach him how to be evil. Yes. Anytime yep. Balky has to be evil and he doesn't understand it is great. He d- I can't remember the joke now, but there's something where Balky looks at the window because like uh, Larry says something and it's just, it, it's not what he intended. It was like something else. And and just once again, very, very funny. It looked very natural. So yeah, I, just the comings and goings, yes. <laughs> everybody coming in and out of the set. Oh my God. I think that's the best part. Right. Him just getting progressively more upset. Right. Uh, right. Larry again, just, just like soldiering on. Right. Just like Charlie in that episode. Like it's, yeah. it's so good. Yes. And then oh, Jennifer, once again, just like th- from the start of the play, she can't even fake like being. She doesn't give a shit. She just hates the fact that she's Larry's mom. <laughs> so. I also like that we got the Lydia callback. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Lydia is good. And oh, I like know, how oh, she just. Oh, we, I'm so sorry. We've never actually watched that episode together. What's that? She, has, oh. she freezes? Yes, there's an episode. Uh, so Lydia is an advice columnist for the for the um yeah. for the paper. Right, right, right local television wants to give her like a Oprah Winfrey type talk show um, where she kind of gives out like, like love advice and stuff like that. But she has terrible stage fright. So Balky and that's great. And Larry try to help her through her stage fright in an episode. And it's a a halfway decent episode, but that there's a callback in this episode where she thinks she's fine. And as soon as she sees the audience, she freezes. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, I loved it. I loved seeing yeah. her again. No, I yeah. probably hadn't seen her in a while as my guest, and then she comes back and she's gonna do this thing, and she just freezes again. Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> Even she, who like put the whole play together, goes in the wrong way too. That, that just, also makes me laugh. I also just love in universe that Larry is writing a screenplay and it's a work in progress with the idea that he's been doing it for a very long time, and it's, it's just- like. It seems like it's based on him and right. everyone thinks he's an idiot when yes. they read it and then he gets mad. That's, right. That's well, once great. again, going back to the whole, like, I, I I would not be surprised if that Always Sunny episode, that Always Sunny, like, took inspiration from this yeah. episode. Because they always, like, talk about, you know, like, ha- half the jokes in that one are, like, why am I in love with this baby boy? It's like, <laughs> no, 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 you're in love with the, the spirit of the boy, <laughs> of the man, which is, like, childlike, you know? And everyone just thinks the main character is an idiot. <laughs> Wheat. Wheat. Wow. So this is your second favorite. I, the the one, one where they're uh, fixing the bathroom is still the pipe. You know, the, shot, yeah, the pipe. The pipes. Pipe will dreams. Be my favorite for a while. Pipe dreams. Um, <laughs> what is this for? That's still I, the best joke. Yeah. Right. Right. And then the awkward pause. <laughs> Extra. <laughs> so. uh, we don't need it. Yeah. All right. So good. I really enjoyed this. This is a good one. This was a good one. Top four. Time for the top four. This I think this is, is going to be a sweep. So easy. Yeah. I think it's going to be a sweep. <laughs> do we even need to like go down dramatically? I don't think we do. Tell, four, me, tell me, Ryan, what is it? Uh, four is Full House. Correct. Mm-hmm. Three is Boy Meets World. Correct. Okay. Yep. Two is Family Matters. Yep. One is Perfect Stranger. You got it. Yes, <laughs> exactly easy peasy. Yep. Easy peasy. This is a simple one. Perfect Stranger is yeah. very, very good. Solid. Yep. Excellent as always. Yep. Family matters. Meh. Fine. But still fine. fine. Real medium. Some, some fun yep. stuff in there. It was Boy like a world. Ooh, a little bit worse, but not still not terrible. 
I'm willing to forgive Boy Meets World a lot because it's still real early. Right. Yeah. Like right. the show is still finding itself. In fact, I, one... I actually wanted to bring up the theme song, like the the actual oh, the, intro, like the globe the, thing. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you what would you call that? What do you call like the the montage at the beginning of an episode? Opening credit. The opening credits, the intro credits, whatever you want to call them. They, okay. they, they're like high school level. Oh yeah. Oh, the graphic pro. Yeah. 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 Level editing. Yeah. I can't remember a worse looking intro to a like network television show as that one. It, they changed that a lot. Yeah, oh, they do over oh, the years. all the time. Not, yeah. not like Sabrina level, better, but, but you know. Um, yeah, Sabrina. Like, oh, Sabrina. got the bubbles. I think they were going from like a Saved by the Bell vibe. Yeah. Maybe. But unfortunately, it just looked shitter. Because Saved by the Bell looks the bell. like a Trapper Keeper. Whereas, oh, my little puppy's busy. <laughs> oh. um, whereas this, I think, was supposed to go same thing, like a like a high school notebook. Yeah. But instead, it just looked like animated clip art it was awful it was bad real yeah. bad they don't keep it long they, you know they pretty much i think it's this yeah. season and then they pretty much scrap it i yeah it might be even more different next time next yeah. season i can't remember but all right we got our top four yeah. we got our first ever i think our first ever listener request yes no, I think the weed episode was. Yeah, a, we had a, a, a one of them we had before, but was still weed maybe. Might Very excited Ash, about that. Ashley may have done that, or her buddy Ashley. But this Nicole sent us a list. I gotta pull this up real quick. Good friend Nicole. Yes, thank you, Nicole. Um, great follow on Twitter. Hold on, let me get her message up here. It also At, saves us the effort from doing any work, which I'm always in favor. Uh, of. Yeah. At Nicole E. Stoner. If you want to follow her, great follow. Uh, not all right. the person who suggested the weed episode. No, I think that was Ashley. My friend. Uh, okay. As morbid as it sounds, an episode on death and grief. A few that spring to mind are Full House. <laughs> season 7, episode 17, The Last Dance. Boy Meets World. Season six, episode 13. We'll have a good time then. Perfect Strangers, bye bye, Beaky. Beaky? I don't know how you say that. Season three, episode 18. Do you know that one? That's Perfect Strangers? Perfect Strangers. <sighs> that might be when his grandma dies. Okay. Okay. Somewhat early in, I mean, season three. I mean, there's a there's several others here. Family Matters, season two, episode twenty five. I should have done something. Hanging with Mr. Cooper, episode or season one, episode thirteen. From who the heck the bell tolls? I'm kind of <laughs> in the mood to see another Mr. Cooper. We haven't done Me that in a while. Yeah. yeah, this is funny. There's another full episode house episode where Michelle's pet fish is fish dies but please spare yourselves of the torture of watching two full houses in one episode so thank you inclined to now thank yeah. you so nicole any episode though where michelle is sad i'm kind of interested to watch because okay. i like her you want to do upset. the pet fish? i like her yeah, i, like I just her want her to me. not have something she wants right me too exactly like even if that's yeah, yeah even if that's her fish you want right. to see her pet die 
I just oh want my her God. to be you did? justifiably upset. Two episodes ago, you talked about kicking her down the stairs. That's <laughs> it at this time, too. Yes. Oh, yeah, he did bring it up again. We checked that box. Don't worry. Yeah, we did that again. That's like a Roger. We're checking it every every time now. Oh, a few God. episodes ago, I suggested throwing her off a building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. When they were up in that building, <laughs> throw her off. Oh, God. All right, so death, we're doing it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think right. it's. I'm, I'm you, anxious Nicole. to get to it. Yeah. Bye Thank bye, you. Bicky is in fact Bicky. Okay. Where the grandma, the grandma dies. There's also a very, uh, pretty shit episode. Oh, okay. Where the prime minister of Mepos dies. <laughs> and oh, I think I remember that one actually. Dies in Larry's arms. Yes. Larry is now the pre- prime minister. I do remember that. That one. sounds great in theory. That- I think it's like the second to last episode of Perfect Strangers. Wow. And I understand why they saw that and we're like, I think we're done. <laughs> you know what? Let's close this book. Like for a, for like an for a classic sitcom, it's like too sitcommy. I like I, I like the let's go with the grandma one. I like the early, like kind of early-ish perfect strangers. I kind of did grandma. That, so, okay. Yeah. I think right. grandma, I think hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah, Michelle's fish dying. I think there's some meat on that bone. You want to do the Michelle <laughs> fish? I do that one. Yeah. All right, that's three, and then we'll pick another. Yeah, you one can pick there. There's yeah, some other. Right. There's some other ones in there. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's what's coming up next. Got any plugs? <laughs> I don't have any plugs. No okay, plugs. It's the off season, baby. What are we doing? Off season, baby. <laughs> right. We'll be back. Yeah. Oh, uh, now I guess I'll talk about this after we're done. <laughs> shut it down (laughs) look forward to that plug later all right all right see you guys bye bye bye